Hello, I'm Isaac the Cosmic Frog. And I'm Claire the Cosmic Frog. And this is... Make That Game! Where we pitch the latest... The greatest... New video game ideas... That won't ever get made. Not by me, not by you. Well, maybe by you. I mean, maybe by you. Not by Nintendo. If you support us on our non-existent Patreon, maybe we'll make them. Not by anyone. Not by anyone, I guess. Not even Nintendo. Not even Nintendo. I guess. Um... So last last episode we mm-hmm. we were challenged by ourselves mm-hmm. those devious devious selves we're pretty devious to follow a theme with our game ideas and now I have a question for you yeah do you have a game based on the pro- a game idea based on the prompt drive a wedge in it I do. <laughs> oh oh I do so yeah oh, so good. that as makes a refresher so we pitch game ideas to each other. Just like we said in the intro that, you know, we don't have any expectations that they could get made, but we think they're pretty cool. And yeah, last time Isaac invented a phrase called drive a wedge in it. And I said, we should make games based on that idea. So I did that. Did I remember today to do that? Of course I did. (laughs) But I did do it. And so my game, the working title is where there's a winch, there's a way. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So I was inspired by Wedge as like part of a simple machine. A simple machine being like those physics-y things like where you put like a jack under a tire and then it lifts up or like a pulley system. Just making me think of that kind of thing. So where there's a winch, there's a way is a game that really follows the tradition of gorillas um, in a sense (laughs) where (laughs) it's going to be very, very simple graphics And each kind of level or challenge, you just need to get an object from one place to another using simple machines. And the physics will be very annoyingly real. I think annoyingly real physics is a good category for video games in general. So so annoyingly real as in like actual super duper physics model or like uh, those Flash games that people used to play Mm. back when Flash was a thing. R.I.P. Flash. Where like... Like, it had physics, but they certainly were not actually, like, realistic in any regard. Like, So, because Gorillas is my inspo here, I'm going to say real physics. Because in Gorillas, you do use real physics. Oh, okay. There's velocities, masses, accelerations, Most, angles. Mostly just, like, velocity and angles in that game. Okay. I mean, the ban- it's always Gravity. a banana. Yeah, and gra- it's always a banana, so it, the mass is the same. I hope that they model the banana's shape <laughs> for wind resistance. It spins. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I, we don't even record video. I'm making a motion with my hands of a wheel turning. Yeah, I'm spinning the fingers around each other. Yeah, it's... you know, you know, listener. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I imagine it being like pretty like realistic physics model, and that's what makes it a challenge. And I also think that the things that you're teleport not teleporting, transporting should be silly. You know, like maybe it is a banana in a bucket and you have to get the banana in the bucket up to like the second story window or like you have to lift up a brick, even though it's little, but you have to lift it with a simple machine instead of just a hand. Okay. Do you have the recall power? No. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm done. This is not a game for me. <laughs> Aww. But it's a game. <laughs> but it is a game. That's true. Actually, it is inherently not a game. It's a pitch for a game mm. that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I think I accidentally not plagiarized, but I was watching TikTok and there's a ca- there's a game that I ba- there's a board game that I basically pitched a video game for and I don't know which came first and I might have just absorbed the information. Oh no. Yeah. Well, as long as the execution's different well, enough. Well, we're not I mean, we're not making the game. No. <laughs> I just wanted to own up um, that that did happen. Folks, if you see that TikTok, <laughs> it could you know and it sounds similar to you. It could be because it was ripped off by my co-host. Now, to be clear, it is not this game. This game no. where there's a winch, there's a way is a totally new concept. Right. Yes. Yes. That is unique. That is uh, no one will ever come up with that idea anywhere else. Just here. And if you see it on TikTok, know that it's ours and that <laughs> TikToker stole it. But if it's the same TikToker who TikToks. <laughs> the other game idea then it's fine so it wasn't a game idea it was a literal board game that exists oh. that i just blatantly I what think, board game it's called boop which was the title of my my video game and it's about boop and snoots basically like it's about cats sitting on pillows and you have to like move the cats around the board oh interesting all right so it's well. like it's not identical but i feel like my v- mobile game boop that i designed could be like a companion game to this board game okay well, you know, we'll do more research. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll launch an investigation. We'll get to the bottom of this. And um, anyway, sorry for derailing the pitches. <laughs> I just I just that just happened. I just realized that, and I wanted to talk about it. But yeah, so that's where there's a winch. There's a way. Very simple game about simple machines. A simple game about simple machines. That's the tagline. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Good. Well, then Isaac, do you have a game about driving a, a wedge in it? I do, but I don't have a name for it. Okay, that's all right. Um, I have a game where you play anti-Cupid. And Cupid shoots arrows at people and they start coming towards each other. And you as anti-Cupid have to get physically in between these two people as they come together for a smooch to stop them from smooching each other to steal the the, the Cupid thing. You have to stop Cupid's arrows from working because if something if you get in between them you know the power can't consummate uh you know in context you know that was a wrong word no um but anyways yeah that's that's so yeah every every level is so it's like a puzzle game every level there's two people and they uh just walk towards each other and then you have to navigate the level to get physically in between them okay um yeah i think a pretty simple game kind of yucky because i don't like the idea of being physically in between two people who are trying to kiss well i mean no it's not like they're leaning in it's like it's just two like stick figures walking towards each other okay and then you just body block them so that they can't get close enough to kiss I truly thought you you were like wedging yourself in between two. No, like, you are avatars. just you you are a wedge in between two people, but you are not that close. Like you okay. just you just have to stop them from getting within kiss range of each other. You don't have to physically put your cheeks in the way of each them okay. and that them. was what I was immediately no, imagining. No, no, no. Cause once they <laughs> kiss, that seals mm, Cupid's power. And you've lost, so you have to stop that from happening because of whatever anti-Cupid reason. And maybe, <laughs> maybe Cupid is actually a villain in this game. Maybe well, like it sounds like it. Well, well, it's the antagonist, but like an actual villain, where like Cupid is doing the bad thing mm-hmm. 
and then you as anti-Cupid, even though normally that would be like a mischievous or, a, or evil role, you're doing the heroic thing by stopping Cupid. Maybe Cupid's abusing his power of arrows. Mm, I feel like that's the plot of something, but I can't quite pin it. I think it happens all the time. I think a lot of like animated shows, yeah. especially with fantastical elements, likes to get Cupid involved and like I don't know, he's either disillusioned or um power like ego tripping, power tripping. Was there one in Gravity Falls? I think so. Okay, that might be what I'm thinking of. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so that's cool. I think another way you could do it is that you have to like build I guess I'm just into machines today. Like a machiner. <laughs> build walls or like a weird wild like basically you like create a maze around them so that they can't get to each other and oh like, yeah and they just like keep moving but you have to like keep redirecting them okay that's uh in a way kind of like how if some 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 people will give get this if you know you know um ick-yick. very ick yick very similar to some tower defense maps in warcraft 3 uh where uh, that are about constructing the lanes the 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 mazes for things to go through yeah that's that's my game got a name idea for it stupid cupid okay stupid cupid there we go uh we need to bring this energy into the rapid fire round later this energy yeah this naming energy oh okay stupid cupid was a good name that was a good name okay i wasn't sure if you thought it was a good name I couldn't tell. What? I said it was a good name, and I said we needed to carry that energy forward. What? What other signs of it being a good name? You didn't say it was. You said you said stupid Cupid. We need to carry this energy forward, and I was. Oh, I didn't say it was good. Okay, maybe you did. Listeners, you tell us. (laughs) Did he say it was a good name? I don't remember the last thirty seconds. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways, that moves us on to our next bit. Where we build even more dumb machines <laughs> in Tears of the Kingdom. That's right. We're crucifying Koroks. Is that a honk? Is that a bonk? That's our segment. But our, yes, our segment is honks and bonks. So sometimes we get to honk and bonky video game. The honks are the good stuff. The bonks are the could be improved stuff is the nice way I like to put it. And today we're very excited to be able to review slash honk and bonk. It's not really review discuss the game design elements of Tears of the Kingdom, the latest Legends of Zelda game out on the Switch. Isaac and I have both been playing, so we're going to honk and bonk together, which I think is a fun time. Um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. I think I'm going to start. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's yeah, that's a, that's a good plan. Um, yeah, how about I do? Um, I can do my honks and bonks, and then you can kind of like, feed I, I figure, off them. And then... I figure we... Honk Do, everything yeah, and then honks. honk everything and then bonk everything. Combined honks and then okay. combined okay. bonks. Sounds good. All right. You know. So my first honk, which I think a lot of people's will be, is ascend. Just generally. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Um, we talked about it a couple episodes ago when we talked about game copyrights. Because ascend is tr- what? Copywritten, right? Or trademark? Uh, patented. Patented. It's patented. Patented. <laughs> patented. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, so ascend is the ability where you can basically like you're underground and you can ascend as it sounds to the layer above you. You can also do this through like mountains and rocks and pretty much anything that's like flat and enough, like close enough above you that you can ascend through it based on how the game's programmed that. Um, I just think it's super fun. I kind of wish more games had something like that. Uh, just like a quick movement and they've added a lot of gameplay elements around that movement where they can kind of like 
You can get into locked buildings if you go underground first or like mysterious puzzles, but you go underground first. The, the puzzle is always like, well, then you go underground first and ascend up. But I, th- I think they've they've done it in creative ways. So I really like that. Do you want me to do all my honks and then you do a honk? Or? I figured. Okay, yeah. And right. then I just will, the, that way I won't repeat or mm-hmm. steal any of yours. OK, great. OK. Um, How many do you have, by the way? I have a lot. <laughs> oh, geez. OK. I was figuring it was like a three and three thing. That's what we usually do. But I got a little <laughs> into it. All right. OK. So, oh, geez. It's not. No, it's like looking at it's like. That's okay. I, I I don't have three and three either, so you'll have enough to um compensate for my my failures, I guess. <laughs> no. All right. Um I do really like the way they transitioned from one game to another. Um I don't know, Isaac, if you want to be the one to share your wild theory, I won't step on your fun. Um My wild theory that they're disconnected. Yeah, that, that, that it's not connected actually, at all. They're not actually direct sequels in any way. They're they're just as disconnected as every other Legend of Zelda game. That's my theory, because you know, there's no shrines, folks. There's no shrines. There's no Sheikah shrines. There's actually really no Sheikah technology at all, except for the Pura Pad. Um, Before we continue, to, I'll let you finish. I just wanted to say. Um, there will be spoilers. We're entering spoiler territory for Tears of the Kingdom. So oh. if, if you're afraid of yes. spoilers, please skip on. We, we are just going to talk about what we've played through. So continue. Yeah. So, okay. So in Breath of the Wild, the shrines, they all go deep underground. What's deep underground? Oh, the depths. Is there any sign of those shrines deep underground in the depths? No, there's none. Yeah. I thought that the shrines were like TARDISes, that they were just infinitely large. I don't think they went underground. No, you take an elevator underground in every single shrine. You enter the shrine, an elevator brings you down. I thought it was a magical elevator. I didn't really, I thought it was like a suggestion of an elevator. No, it's a physical elevator. The TARDIS, the the shrines go underground and there is no evidence that those shrines ever existed. And like, okay, sure. They dismantled the shrines, whatever. We can accept that, except for the fact that there's no sign of them underground. You can't dismantle a hundred or more or whatever of those things in a two-year span. No, I don't buy it. Um, The champions do refer, or well, rather, the characters do very vaguely refer to the champions and imply that Link has done stuff, but they never say, oh, the divine beasts, which also don't appear, Um, and... What's what's the other important part of this? Um, well, just the fact that Ganon is explicitly have stated by Zelda to have ended the reincarnation cycle. Okay. I don't think we can speak to that quite yet because we have not finished the game. So we don't know. That's like- fair. That's fair. We'll see if the story wraps it up. But uh, no. Uh, oh, the guardians. Absolutely zero guardians. Like, okay. If they have the ability to clean up the shrines and like dismantle them or whatever, I guess then cleaning up the guardians, but come on, are we really buying this? I think they're disconnected games. I think that they, I think the tears of the kingdom happens in a universe very similar to the events of breath of the wild, but also wildly divergent. Like link did go around several years before and do some things and people recognize him because of that. In the Tears of the Kingdom universe, I don't think it's Breath of the Wild. Okay, I f- I firmly disagree, but you know that. Um, but I, my biggest piece of evidence is the statue in the Zora Land of the exact moment where Link is riding Sidon to do that whole thing. So I think that's okay. 
That's proof enough. Also, that in Zora they say, "Here's the your armor back," implying that he had it in, to begin with. Yeah, that. Well, I just said I think that very similar events where Link traveled between the villages and helped them happened. They just did not. It was not related to the divine beasts. It was not related to the guardians. It wasn't related to Calamity Ganon. I don't think Calamity Ganon existed in this I, Tears of the Kingdom. Now is this a bit, or is this actually your idea? This is my actual idea. We, no one, as far as I remember, in like the intro or anything, ever says, "Oh, Calamity Ganon two years ago." That sure was a whole thing, okay. wasn't it? Well, my thought is that part of that is game design, where they're trying to make it accessible to people who did not play Breath of the Wild. Um, and they don't want, so they don't want to lean too heavily on Breath of the Wild to for their story and for their excitement and drama. But they also, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it happened. But anyway, so that was just all a tangent to. I really do like the way they transitioned from game to game, where it does feel fresh. I was kind of worried it would be a little bit boring, um, because it's like the same map, uh, and I don't know. I just wasn't sure if it would and like the same gameplay but they added a lot of new abilities and they made it seemed like the tutorial went faster maybe it was just because i knew how to play better but it didn't it didn't like frustrate me um even though a lot of the mechanics were the same so that i thought was a honk alongside that was fixing some obvious issues from the first game so things that we actually talked about when we honked and bonked breath of the wild so like when you find a treasure chest and it has a sword in it, but you don't have a slot for that sword, it lets you drop a sword automatically. Like that's just a little thing that that was so annoying in Breath of the Wild that now is fixed. Or like you can access your inventory really quickly and drop things out of it to use them. Or you can, um, I wrote another example. Oh, the recipes. So you can like select something for a recipe and like quickly add ingredients to it. So like these kinds of things that were complaints we had about the old one, they have addressed, which I think is really nice. Yep, some nice quality of life improvements. I also think the story in this game is actually more motivating to me personally than the story of Breath of the Wild. Uh, I guess that's just a, a straight up comparison, but I could also just say it's a very motivating story. The cutscene in the beginning where you lose Zelda and then now your whole thing is to find her. It feels very concrete. Um, the way the story is kind of revealed to you is like mysterious. Uh, I don't know. I find it more exciting than just like bad guy from long time ago still bad scary i mean that's that's this story but this i don't know but this story like revolves a lot more around like the mystery of like where did zelda go like what's going on mm. with her appearances like we're like even though we're seeing the flashbacks we're not quite sure how this evil's gonna manifest in the world or at least i'm not yet because i haven't gotten there yet but you know like these kinds of things i don't know i feel like Maybe it's because it's it's a little bit d diving deeper into the lore or um, just because it's more of a concrete person, I guess, that we're looking for in both the villain and in Zelda um, instead of just like this entity. Like Calamity Ganon was more of an entity, whereas Ganondorf is Ganondorf, like for all intents and purposes, a person. <laughs> um, Not that he's ever appeared again since the like intro cutscene, basically, in my experience. I don't know. He wasn't in the intro cutscene, I didn't think. Oh, as the corpse yeah yeah you just haven't gotten enough memories yet oh uh, i just gotta i mean a memory is not current day like no. well, <laughs> i just saw a memory the, we're not at the bonks yet <laughs> hold your horses which is actually my next honk oh um, nice nice segue nice uh the horse improvements in this game and just the horses in general 10 100 out of 10 um you can put braids on your horse. You can put flowers on your horse. You can get pony points, and they call it that in the game. They said, we're naming this feature pony points. 
which is basically like a rewards card for using stables, which is a part of the game you have to do. Um, but now you get cool prizes for it. I just, I just love the whole thing. I'm just all about the horse mechanics in this game. Um, and then the final honk that I wrote down is there's a lot of in-game help creating devices. So part of Tears of the Kingdom is that you have to build all these devices um, to solve puzzles. And there is a lot, like, they'll either leave some cars out for you to discover when you're in the depths. Or, like, there's sh shrines that you do that basically teach you how to build, like, flying machines or cars or things like that. Um, so they are really trying to help you along in that journey if you're not, like, innately creative to do it, which I struggle with kind of like coming up with ideas for those. So I think it's kind of nice that they're kind of trying to at least show you examples of what can be done or like give you those resources in the game. And those are my honks. Isaac, what are your honks? Well, you pretty much covered most of them. The key one that I would like to say is that the freedom with which the developers have allowed you to solve their puzzles. In a lot of games, you can tell that puzzles have been made pretty restrictive like hey we gave you this ability now use this ability to solve this puzzle this is how we intend it do it this way and then they kind of like shut you out of it tears of the kingdom has some things like that but like few and far between compared to like oh in this puzzle you're supposed to build a wind machine and fly across a gap but you can if 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 you're having a hard time like getting the balance right you can just use recall to like make a little platform that just goes across without your input at all. Basically um, you can shoot bomb arrows at targets and that will bypass like swinging bat puzzles or like tricky, <laughs> like just tricky things. All, just all kinds of stuff is just kind of like, Hey, if you figure out a second way to solve this, like we're not going to stop that from working. And I think that's really good. Uh, especially for like an open world type game like it it just every aspect of freedom that it can it, it, it gives to you which nice refreshing breath of air yeah that's true that's true i agree and yeah i guess that's that's the only thing that i have that wasn't covered in some way by what you said so you know that's eight total honks it sounds like i think i didn't count actually yeah. but um that was my estimate. That's that's a lot of honks, folks. Yeah, but there's going to be bonks. <laughs> Actually, Isaac, I think you're going to have more bonks than I do, but I'll begin with the bonks. Um, so my first bonk says, not everything has to be a quest, actually. Um, so I think in transitioning from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom, they said, well, we have to make this harder. We have to increase the difficulty. We can't have it too easy. So like, this is an example. The Kakariko Village. I go there and I say, I want to buy some armor. And they're like, no, it's $10,000. <laughs> and they're like, but you can go on this porridge quest if you want. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, what if I stayed at the inn? What if I stayed at the inn? And they're like, no, the innkeeper is missing. So you have to find him. And then you go to like a tower, um, which we're in Breath of the Wild. They're different, but also the same. But in Breath of the Wild, you just land on it. Like the puzzle is getting to the tower. Like once you get there, great. Here, it's like you get there and they're like, oh, gee whiz, it's broken. You have to do other things to do it you have to do all these different tasks to get in this town like it doesn't actually always have to be a quest and it does kind of wear me down yeah sometimes you just want to do the thing yeah okay my next bonk <laughs> is that the physics are a little too realistic and this is kind of a bonk 
to like the device building. So I just feel like sometimes it just feels too challenging to make these things that like, so like if you attach a fan just slightly off center, you're going to go in circles. Yeah, that is rough. I feel like they're like, I love the creativity and I think that's why it is so variable like that you can, you have all these options, but at the same time, like a, a easier snappable system for building things would make it so much easier. Like I basically gave up, like I don't build machines just to be like, because it's too frustrating when I finally get something, it ends up not even working. And it takes me so long to build it that I just walk everywhere, ride my horse everywhere, like the old game. So it's like, unless I'm forced to use one, I don't use it. And I feel like that's not what the game intended, but it just made it so frustrating. Um, that I don't actually use devices as much as I probably could. Ouch. Uh, for the device building game that this yeah. is, that's rough. I feel like the device building is actually like my least favorite part of the game. And like the reason why I will still, I think Breath of the Wild out of the two is still my favorite. I made a segue. I know. <laughs> it's very cool. I think part of it too is this, so like the elements you need to build things are at all different locations, which is fine because you can usually find a shrine to get there. But but I still haven't found the one that will give me steering wheels. I still have no steering wheels. And like try making any type of moving vehicle without a steering wheel. It's basically useless. Yeah. So it's just a little frustrating. Steering wheels need to be more common, but I can understand why they didn't take it. Although I will. This is spoilers for you even. Oh, Auto no. build. Mm. If you can build a design, like if you find a steering wheel in the wild, yeah. you build a design, it goes in your history, and then it you can use Zonite to build temporary steering wheels, even if you don't have any in your inventory. Yeah. I'm going to have to have you coach me through getting that next because I want that so much. Okay. I will do that. Perfect. Okay. Um, the next one is, oh, um, I don't know if I love that the story is told uh, retroactively through the tears memories. So like basically when you find a tear, you get a memory or not a memory, just like a vision of like, the story basically like a cutscene of the story and i feel like in breath of the wild again I, a lot of these are just comparing the games so maybe that's not fair but i think like it's all these like retroactive kind of like if you didn't take get any tears which you don't have to to play the game like you don't have to do that quest technically you would literally not know the story well isn't that the same with breath of the wild not really oh Okay. I don't know. I feel like the memories in Breath of the Wild are more tangential. Like, I feel like the story's told throughout, like, you doing everything. And, like, the memories are just kind of nice. Like, they tell the past, but, like, they're not telling, like, what's happening now. Whereas I feel like the tears are, like, building up to what's happening. Mm. And, like, giving you really important context. Okay. Whereas the memories, I feel like they weren't, they were fun and I liked them a lot, but I felt like the context wasn't, like, necessary to play the game. Right. Um, I don't know that I don't know maybe I'm just like being extra picky but I do think that like it would be nice if the story was told in some other ways besides just kind of like yeah like a little bit of exposition um I mean you get it when you defeat the main like four you get cutscenes. yeah but have you noticed it's the same exact cutscene yes. every single time I actually wondered if it would be the first time I saw it I was like this seems like it's gonna be the same every time because that's the only way they could do this and it basically is yeah y yeah, um, I like there. They could do it. They would have to make like four different cutscenes for for each you know character, but um, you could expand on the story because basically you beat a temple, you get a, a a snippet of story of like how the sages in the past teamed up to fight Ganondorf and failed to defeat him, which 
I think you're also explicitly told by Raru at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the game anyways. So like, yeah, you already kind of knew that. But like, okay, the first one gives you the context for it. The second one, like, no matter which order you do it in, as long as you make a different cutscene, like they can give you a little, a couple more details about the battle. But no, that's not the way that they did this. They just <laughs> did it. So all of them say exactly the same things except you know the goron is like my fire couldn't beat his magic and the um bird says my my wind Wind. couldn't defeat his magic and you're like okay i get it like okay (laughs) noted can i skip this cutscene? like uh, you're adding nothing each time and like open world kind of what you have to do unless you do all the extra effort yeah and i'm like i'm kind of okay with that but it is like you're not getting, I don't know. I just feel like, it, I feel like it could be easy to play this game without knowing a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess any game a speedrunner can play without ever learning anything about it. No. Time like, to speedrun this game. I mean, people have. Yeah. I don't mean no, not knowing yeah. anything about the game, but I mean like the runs themselves just don't, yeah. don't engage with the story. Okay. Um, final bonk is I think that this is kind of a minor one, but why are we not Skylands all the time? So initially going into this game, I thought the Skylands, the Sky Islands are going to be like the element. Like they were going to be the mechanic. We're in the air now. Like maybe we'll go down a little bit sometimes, but it's about the sky. And then even when I learned I was going back to Hyrule proper, I thought, hey, I'll be back in the air. Back up there. And yeah, I am back up there, but not to that. Like I thought there was going to be massive like air, like continent-sized amount of sky islands to explore and it is just just scatterings yeah and it's not really part as part like it's more of like a special fun thing to do and it's not like as much of a part of it thing to do um and instead the massive new land we get is the terrifying depths yeah whereas the skylands are beautiful always fall pretty pretty the depths are terrifying and i don't hate the depths but i'm just saying if we are going to build a whole new map why was it not the Skylands? <laughs> um, and that's my that's my final bonk. All right. I'll jump into it with mine. Um, they doubled down on the durability <laughs> system, which was already controversial, but they made it 100 times worse because every item in the game sucks. Every weapon in the game sucks. Unless you combine it with an actually good item, which you have to kill monsters to do. See, I think that's kind of good game design because it forces you to to engage in battles and it forces you to use their fuse ability. So I think it's kind of on purpose. So yes, except for I'll just transition into my second <laughs> bonk here. The There is level scaling and I have hit the sour end of it. The game thinks I'm way higher level than I actually am. It takes me like four or five like good weapons, like literally four or five good weapons to defeat like non-world boss enemies sometimes. Like I just fought a captain level four soldier, like sky soldier, sky construct, and a soldier level four sky construct with literal crappy wooden weapons and shields. And they were doing like seven hearts of damage to me because my armor is not that good and like i had 40 damage weapons that were like barely doing any damage and because there was two of them uh they were coming around behind me i did the battle like 17 times because uh, like i would be fighting one and then the one behind me would just like do a swing and destroy all my life so like 
what level does this game think I'm at? Like I'm there's so there's the color rating system for like bokoblins and stuff. I'm finding camps of multiple silver bokoblins. In all of my time playing Breath of the Wild, I never saw any silver bokoblins. I am finding like a bokoblin camp with two silvers and like a red for some reason. And I'm like red red being the weakest, silver being I'm pretty sure the strongest. And it's like anytime I fight anything, it literally uses multiple of my weapons to defeat any of them. And like I'm using a silver bokoblin weapon that I've crafted from silver bokoblin stuff. By the time I win the battle, I, I've defeated the silver bokoblin. I've used that sword plus another sword. And I get, as my reward, one silver bokoblin horn. So now I can restore my one sword. The next silver bokoblin I fight... I'm still at net negative. So like that, that feels really weird. Like if my weapons, if I was getting enough resources for my weapons to scale hard enough for me to like fight these things and, and not use massive amounts of resources. Cause like every time I get hit, I'm using like food. Um, my shields are breaking because they're doing so much damage. It's like, these are, it, it feels like I'm walking into boss level monsters just as random encounters like if 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 this was dungeons and dragons it's like i'm fighting a dragon when i sh- when i'm walking down the road <laughs> when i should be fighting goblins i think <laughs> yeah i noticed i mean i haven't noticed the same thing you have but i've noticed just generally speaking i feel like even the lower levels are harder to beat like they take a lot more resources um mm-hmm. and this kind of goes along with my, like, it doesn't, not everything has to be a quest. Like, it feels like they're trying to make it harder on purpose because you've played Breath of the Wild theoretically, but I don't think you need to do that. I don't think we need that. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I don't know exactly why the game considers me so strong because, like, this started happening once I defeated, like, two temples. And, um... Claire, you've defeated two temples at this point, right? Yeah. So I haven't come across any silver bokoblins. You haven't come across any silver bokoblins. Well, I shouldn't say any, but like very rare. And usually they're in, you know, like I saw a couple on like the pirate ship when I was doing that quest. But you know, like bigger quests, not like in the road. Yeah, and like earlier in the game, I was fighting a bunch of like um, black tier enemies. So um, there are enemy monster fortresses that you can fight and you get like backup from villagers and stuff. Like there will be an army and you'll fight them. And one of them, like Hateno Wall, like the second or third one that I was doing, had three black bokoblins and two blue moblins, I think, in addition to a bunch of blue bokoblins and red bokoblins. And I had not done any temples yet i had not done any of the main story points i hadn't found any dragon's tears i hadn't done anything in the game and it was just like oh yeah here's really strong things for you to fight with your um wooden weapons like so i'm confused i'm wondering if i'm supposed to be getting better base weapons because even if i take like a decent base weapon um and then add a silver bokoblin horn. It's only like 40 damage. And like I said, it like it still takes like a solid 30 to 45 seconds of wailing on a silver bokoblin to kill them with that. So I'm like wondering, am I supposed to be finding way better 
base weapons to I mean, put my items onto. Maybe they assume you're going to use like lasers and fires and all the good Zonai stuff. Maybe that's what they assume. But like that stuff doesn't have high fuse power. So like. No, if, like not. No, like I mean, literally like we've seen people do like build. like Oh, like you think people it's like the game assumes you're going to build a flame Gundam to <laughs> annihilate yeah. your foes with. Mm. I mean, that might be. That that might be what's going on, and me trying to do it the old-fashioned way is the dumb way, but... I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not going to do it... Like, I'd probably do it the old-fashioned way, too. But to be fair, also, like, I try not to see any villains. I just ride real fast. <laughs> I just ride real fast. Um, but anyway, do you have any other bonks? Uh, no, those are those are the major ones. I do... I just... I feel like the level scaling is way over-tuned, or it's possible to hit a flag. Actually, no, I've got a third one. Okay. Um, this is indirect. It's through you. The Rito quest line. Oh, yes. I can't believe I didn't bring this up. You go slightly out of bounds. Your bird buddy leaves you. And then you have to like recruit. Like you have to physically find them again and talk to them. And then they'll follow you again. But you can get all the way to the temple. And it doesn't just like have him fly to the temple when you get there and show you a little cutscene, And he says, wow, you made it there all by yourself. I'm glad I followed you. No. You can just get there and like I watched Claire wander around the surface and like not get any cutscenes or anything. And she actually had to do like the entire sequence again after we looked up online. Because I was not the only person bird. where this happened. So just to be a little clearer, uh, since it did happen to me, um, basically the quest marker moves once your bird flies away from you when you go slightly out of bounds of the quest. Um, but it moves under a big cloud, which is part of the quest, mm -hmm. almost to an identical point on the map where the temple is in the big cloud. The center of the cloud, effectively. Right, and and it is layers below, but again, you can't tell on the map because of the big cloud that's part of the puzzles that you can't see these things. So I'm just thinking, that's the temple. I'm going there. And I do this whole sequence without the bird friend for help, but you obviously need the bird friend for the temple. That's like the whole mechanic. And I do think this might fall more into glitch territory than bonk territory, but it's a pretty major one. Like, like Isaac was saying, they should have a failsafe of like, if you somehow make it there without the person, they should just show up to the temple and be like, oh, wow. Oh, anyway, let's do this. Like, I don't know. Especially, so I say it's a bonk because you did not do any major glitches or anything. Like if you were a speed runner <laughs> and you found a glitch where like, if you jump on a shield when in, with a flaming apple on the ground right as I a time bomb goes off and it sends you instantly to the highest mm -hmm. level of the sky um and then you got in like via that like going from under it or like something that's supposed yeah. to be impossible like okay yeah sure the game designers should not have decided to put flags in there to like let them do, do it, a fail safe there but like the fact that you did the game completely the appropriate way sans that you did not know that you had to actually physically find and talk to this bird again in an out of the way, um, yeah. vague location. I would actually just say, so the reason this happens and Isaac looked it up for me, which was very nice and saw other people who had the exact same thing happen um, is be mostly just because it's under the cloud. So I would say like the actual fix for this is just have the bird not go away. Just have him, cause you go to a shrine and that's when he leaves. I went into the shrine and it did not leave. I'm by the way befuddled but anyway that's that's when he leave for left for other people though right like that's what they said was the shrine area what on yes the, yes yeah. other people online no well i don't know exactly where they just said that okay. they lost him well and... anyway 
all they have to do is put that marker on a visible island. That's literally it. Like, make him go to one that's not under the cloud. That's literally it. Because then it would be very obvious that I would go there and not the cloud, right? Like, that's just... Yeah. That's yep. literally the fix. Um, and then and then you don't have to worry about people trying to bypass it. Or just make it where as long as you're in the appropriate quest zone. like. Well, I think, but but you brought up the speedrunning issue where I don't know if, how you would program like, like oh, they, they did the quest the right way and now they're in the quest zone. So the guy comes back. Like that seems a little too convoluted. I think just put, just put them, just put them in a visible location. That's fair. Yeah. That's yeah, all yeah, you yeah. got to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of that one. I think just because it was so isolated, like it's not a general game bonk. It's just... Very annoying. Yeah, to narrow it down to the Incredibly actual design. Incredibly demoralizing. <laughs> the actual design thing to bonk there is that there is no fail safe. The, to either not allow the player to get to this point where they right. have to like redo the entire segment or to just make it so that they did the entire segment, let them have it. Like, let, I will say, let... I did that segment so fast when I had the help I was supposed to have the whole time. <laughs> I bet. Um, all right, so I think that's that's Tears of the Kingdom. So, um, you know, generally speaking, it's a great game. Um, I will be playing it literally right after this. And that's that. So, Isaac, it's time, I think, for our next and final segment of this podcast. It's called The Rapid Fire Round. The RFR, as the fandom calls it. Yeah, all the fandom call it that. What people, would we call... People be tweeting RFR all the time. What would be we call our fans? You know, like... Game well, they can't be gamers because that's our. That's just no. Our, it's gamers. <laughs> it's gamers. Yeah, okay. it's gamers. Great. I just think it's funny because make that game is the same the same acronyms as as Magic the Gathering. Oh man. <laughs> oh, we did not. <laughs> that's bad SEO. <laughs> oh no. Well, we never call we never call it MTG. You're right. You're right. So we never actually, do hashtag MTG. It's actually not bad SEO, but um, it's funny anyway. Our MTGers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our rapid gamers. fire round. Rapid fire round. We generate three random words. We have five minutes to come up with a game idea just based on those three words. And we must come up with a title as well. And it has to be within those five minutes or we lose. And we don't know what happens when we lose. So it has happened, but we still don't know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Isaac, are you ready for the first three words? Yes. I'm starting in three, two, one, go. The first only generated one word back. Uh-oh. Hold on. Oh, no. Our All timer's right. burning. Now, here we go. Content, lunch, and state. Man, we've done so many content creation and food games. Content, lunch, state. I mean, the first thing I think of is when I went to the state house and then students presented PSAs to the legislatures at lunch. Is that a game? Okay. <laughs> So, do you know Peggle? No. Oh, um, I don't even know Peggle well enough know. to describe it, but okay. like, okay. Now, here's what I'm envisioning, though. You are the caterer mm -hmm. at the state house. <laughs> you are at the bottom because the state house has the concentric rings of mm -hmm. seats that mm -hmm. go higher and yep, higher. Yep, yep, yep. And people come in and sit down. You are at the very bottom, basically at the podium, and you have a lunch cannon. Yes. And state housers come in, they take their seat, and you shoot the lunch cannon at the correct at them. Um, now is it guerrilla style physics? 
No, oh, I'm okay. just thinking that you 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 have basically the power and the angle. So like, um, I'm That's I'm imagining it mouse controlled. That's a hundred percent correct. No, but like you're you're in the center, and the only thing that you control is like you aim. You aim, and then you the angle and the power. That's gorillas. I've always thought that gorillas um was like 2D like side Well on. yeah okay so it's it's gorillas except you get more range of motion cuz it's not 2D I guess Okay but And and when I say uh actually yeah no so this is actually I I was imagining top down 2D but now I'm this is a uh, third person 3D <laughs> because it does add because the different tiers you have to aim yeah, up Yeah exactly so, that's why I was imagining Like one of the power ups is you can see the actual arc of movement for a period of Ooh, time Nice 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 And yeah you're just cannoning lunches at people but they have to be the right lunch for the right people right like they have an order we use that game mechanics so much yeah, but i think it's fine if we just, just have to just lunch no well it's one lunch how many times do you go to a meeting or something and they're like here put it in an order no it, they always time. oh wow every one well, that i've ever been to that's so been like office funded <laughs> is like well I, I'm talking about in the office. Yeah, well, I they go, have I go to the Panera office. bread the sandwiches. They have three varieties. Yeah. You grab one, and exactly. you can get a spoonful of chips. You don't get much choice beyond that. Well, I'm just saying that sometimes, usually, people do know if they want turkey or ham. Okay, but, but anyways, anyway, we're that we're we're playing a, we're yeah. making a video game here. What time is it? What time do we have left? We have two minutes left. Okay. We have plenty of time. So. Um, All right, so you're shooting a lunch at a person. Yes. Angles. Angles. Each 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 person in the state house, you know, has a certain amount of time that they'll stay there before they walk away. Discontent. See, I just fit that word in there. Content instead of content. Yeah. Bam. 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 And then that way we don't have to. Yeah. All right. All right. We gotta come up with some cool name that has to do with like legislature and lunches and Congress. Congress caterer. Congress caterer is good. I'm going to put that as like, if we don't come up with a pun, that's the one. Okay. Lunchislature. Okay. Lunchislater. <laughs> Lunchislation. Lunchislation. All right. With it, yeah, one minute and 10 seconds left okay. on the clock. Lunchislation. Lunchislation. All righty. Are you ready for our next three words? I am actually. Um, in three, two, one, go. Blame solve responsibility oh my god this is just like <laughs> this is a learn em up kids um dealing with your feelings we do an, a learn em up kids learn dealing up. with your feelings all right so you named it <laughs> yeah so how what's the gameplay for dealing this is feelings? just it it presents a scenario and you pick a b c or d on how to pr- appropriately do it this feels this feels dystopian this is like no, I mean Here this kids, is this learn is what an emotion is on the computer with this quiz. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's, I feel like we could at least make like a story click through element of it, or like you know, like so and so said this to somebody. Like, what do you say well, next? Okay, yeah, that's all window dressing as far as I'm okay. talking about the mechanics of yeah. how you go through the game. Okay, it presents a scenario. You pick the correct choice. You move on. At the end, it, it grades you. Um, and then your teacher um, says, wow, you actually need to go to the guidance counselor's office because um, we got some stuff to work through. All right. So what was it called? Learn about kids? 
dealing with your dealing feelings. Dealing with your feelings. Okay. Well, we did it. That's uh, the game. Okay. We had three minutes and 45 seconds left on the clock. Ooh, learn them up, kids. Dealing <laughs> with your feelings. All righty. Well, are you ready for our final three words? Yes. In three, two, one, go. All right. Edition. Learn them up, kids. Edition. Oh, edition. Okay. Edition, like like fancy book edition. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Operational. Okay. And swear. Okay. These are there are no words that we can <laughs> twist into a different meaning. I don't think. Not really. No. Um, operational edition, like that makes me want like a keep talking and nobody explodes kind of deal where like one person's like reading instructions and then the other person like kind of has to perform it um you're like making iterations on something potentially like that could be the addition thing too like i was just taking addition to like mean basically any book no oh no i think we have to stretch it no okay here's the thing okay here's the twist you have multiple editions of the operating manuals for oh, all of these different yes, pieces. But you don't know which one. So you have to read and then like you yeah, yeah, like the, the, yeah. the person who you're giving instructions to has to like kind of describe what they're seeing. And then you look through the multiple manuals like, OK, third edition um, has like a blue button. And they're like, no, I see a yellow button. And you're like, what? And then you flip through and you're like, uh, OK, this is actually a different product. And then you have to get a different oh, manual and go through those editions. Very good. Um, this so is it's very good. It's keep talking and nobody explodes, but Wait, with how a, are we doing? Swear? What's the swear? That's the frustration of searching through all of the different okay. manuals. Do we have like a fun little like sound bite? Like, do people are there like beep bleeps while people like if you mess up too many times and it's just like beep beep beep? Um, they're. I don't know. I'm trying to like really work it in besides just like the vibe of being frustrated. Yeah, I'm I've only got the vibe of being frustrated. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it. And we the are, players we are both will be the players and the referees. Yes. So I'll take it. Uh, okay. All right, what are we naming this game? Keep talking and nobody <laughs> explodes again. Um, I think that one. No, I don't think we can take that one. Yeah. We did do keep. The I don't want it to be like bomb diffusal. No. I want it to be repairing things. Like so you could call it Pops Repair Shop or something. Yeah. But like an actual title and not just like the name of. Well, how much time do we have? We got plenty of time. We got two minutes and okay, twenty five okay, okay, seconds. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's see. Um, Character names. Manuel. Manuel's. Because Manuel and Manuel. Wow. Manuel's Manual Library. I kind of like that. And their thing, yeah, the the, the plot story, the setup is that you are a person who over the years has collected basically every manual of all time so you can like fix any of the trinkets that people got. But maybe they like, there's like a storm and they all fall on the ground and then that's why you can't figure out which one's which. Because if you collect manuals, you would have them organized, I would assume. Well, no, 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 no. It's not that you... Don't know which ones which. Oh, it's, it's you don't know you, what you're fixing, right? Yeah. Okay. And for some reason, there's two different people involved. That's mm-hmm. a key part of it. But they can't like one person like can't your... just look at the trinket. So right. uh, let's say so. No, okay. What it is, manual, manual, is the character with the manuals. Yeah. 
and they junk shops and repair shops call Manuel's yes, library and he, and he helps them over the phone and that's, that's why the, the characters that's it. yeah we nailed yes. it nailed it nailed it so the player who's actually doing the things represents technically multiple like just like odd job like trinket repair people and like yeah so there we go that's the game idea one minute left on the clock Ooh. nailed it all right, so I do want to say a fun anecdote. No. Um, when I worked at an escape room, <laughs> I was organizing a lot of the stuff in, in the office, uh, and I was labeling stuff, and I labeled, a, I put a lot of the manuals for the escape rooms in one little area, and I labeled it. I'm a really terrible speller, and so I ended up labeling it Manuel. Okay, And Good, when yes. people saw that, they were like, Manuel? Who's Manuel? And I'm like... He owns a drawer? Manuals. And then everyone thought that was hilarious. And so we kept it. And then we just called that cabinet Manuel. Manuel the cabinet. And yeah. And then there's also a joke on Wally too. It's a joke from Wally. When he tries to find the manual and he's like, Manuel? Oh. (laughs) Because he doesn't know what a manual is. Anyway, that's this show. We're done. We're done. Goodbye. Goodbye for now. See you next week. We'll see you next week. But, uh, you know, if you want to see us before next week, you can follow us on TikTok. I made a pretty hilarious TikTok recently about Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Unconnected Wild. Unconnected games, by the way. And there's actually a pretty decent discussion in the comments going on about character design, which I am fascinated <laughs> by and did not anticipate. So please do check that out at Make That Game Pod. We're also at Make That Game Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email us, Make That Game Podcast at Gmail. If you have a theme of games you want us to come up with, if you have a game idea you want us to read on the show, if you have games you think we should play and then honk and bonk, if you have a question, a game design question that you want us to answer or discuss on the show, please send us an email. Um, We love to get them. And if you heard a game today that you think needs to exist, we encourage you to get out there and make make that game. If I thought of another bonk, can we paste it back in or is it too late? I'm going to put it right here, actually. Okay. Oh, perfect. A little bonus content for people to stick through it. Yeah. All right. Um, the The boss battles that I fought have been way too much puzzle, not enough battle. Once you figure out the gimmick, it's just like, okay, you done did it. It's over. And then everything else is just the busy work of doing it, which I'm not a fan of compared to the blights, the the different blight Ganon things uh, where it was an actual fight. And also the fight had gimmicks. I, I, I get it. I kind of like it. Because I like puzzles. Yeah, it's either you're a puzzle head or not. <laughs> and that's, that's what head. it is. Uh, I do like the fights. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Peace out. Peace out.